Yo, what's good, brother? How you doing, man? What's up, man? <laughs> I know well. What's up, you guys? Let's welcome to another episode of the Rap Nerd presented by New Support Group. Uh, this Third. is uh, Kurt, aka Leroy Green the Third. I got my boy Darren. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Forty ounce Guru. What's going on with you? Oh, shout out to new uh, and the updated um, IG page. Yeah. Nerds underscore MSG. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Martavis for getting this straight. Uh, "Quote unquote" uh, social media manager. Um, oh, "Quote unquote," he is. He is. He is. He is. He got me right this. Voice. He got me right this morning. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, "You right, brother. You right. <laughs> you the expert." <laughs> oh, trust man. his guidance. Yeah, I trust his guidance. Oh, but now, man, what's going on, man? How, how have you been over the past few uh, weeks since we since we last spoke over the airwaves? I have been um all right, man. Um <laughs> I'm you no know it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday, man. Like we ha- it's, the weather is cooler and all in all, you know, I'm I'm all right. How are you doing? <laughs> you know what? I'm doing well. Um, all things considered. Um we won't talk about those other things that are considered. Um <laughs> But I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I can't complain. Um, my, yeah. son, my son is growing and growing and mm. um, keeping us up later and later at night. Well, my wife up later and later at night. Um, but he's supposed to be keeping you up too, not just he does. You know what he does at times. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what? I at, at we've kind of got it to this point because she works mm. during the day. Um, so it's like daddy daycare um, during the day from like nine from basically from like. 8.30 to 9, and then, like, 12 to maybe 3 is Daddy Daycare. So we watch the Sesame Street, we read books, we playing, we dancing. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I Like, I haven't ran. I've, I've I've been singing more Sesame Street songs around the house than I have. I was going to ask you, have you been, like, like, since HBO has, like, all the Sesame Street songs? Yeah, like, like, dude, we've run. been going through. Yeah, we've just been watching. I, I try to keep it to, like, an episode or two a day because I don't want, to like, no TV baby or whatever, but. I feel yeah, it. I feel that's it. that's where I'm at right now in, okay. in my life, and I, I, I can't complain. I I'm, I'm 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 enjoying it. He loves Elmo, so it's cool. <laughs> you gotta make sure you get um. We 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 need to when we post like clips and content, we need to work in some some baby CJ clips as well. <laughs> <laughs> get some get some easy likes. <laughs> Usual baby. Love baby <laughs> People love baby content. Cute baby content. Oh man. Oh, so, so let's get into the episode, man. Uh today, last episode of the summer series since summer is wrapping up on Tuesday. <laughs> it's kind of been wrapped up. No, nah, summer, summer's ending on Tuesday. Officially summer, I think the what is it, the fall solstice or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, it starts on Tuesday. Yep. So uh this is the last episode of our summer series and we're going over we're discussing Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. So you better do the right thing, like Spike. How timely? How, How timely. very timely, man! I'm very time. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but this was my first time watching this movie. I'll be embarrassed because it's one of those movies that's so powerful where you're you're aware of all the references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, the social like radio. The movie. Even even then, like radio, I knew Radio Raheem before I even right. like. Um, I knew I knew Sal. I knew I knew mm-hmm. you know Mookie. I knew all those characters. Right. But I just never watched that, the movie. I never, I never saw the movie. Like the, so, but, but when you when you watched it and like actually got to digest it as the entire movie at one time for mm-hmm. the first time, like what were your initial thoughts? Um, 
one fantastic movie. I like I, I love Spike Lee movies. They're always mm-hmm. you know they always speak to the culture. Um, so one, I, fantastic movie. Um, two, I, like legit, this movie could have been placed in any time period. Um, even before that, I think it was made in what nineteen eighty eight. Or uh, I know you won't go over the details of the movies or whatever uh, a little bit later. But um, like it, legit, like it felt you know it it, it had the, the the vibes of an eighties movie, mm-hmm. but it it just felt like it was made yesterday. Right, like it's it's uh, just all the themes were timeless. All the yeah, things like were, everything you know, took me fluidity. back to like what like like you know recently with the, with, the, with the few murders between black men and women, and and even then, like it I, it kind of took me back to Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown too, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown really um, mm-hmm. that that whole situation just I don't know. I just I just remember Mike Brown, Mike Brown, yeah. Mike Brown during that whole time I was watching it. Um, what one of the things I just thought of was, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll get into all that. We'll get into like the like the thoughts that it triggers. But I think um, for this episode, we'll be going we'll be going through um, kind of you know the social themes of the movie mm-hmm. and also giving a backdrop of the time period that it was released in late late eighties. Um, going through the um, the the theme, the musical themes, specifically the you know fight the power, how that was kind of like the driving force behind that movie and how do the right thing and fight the power they become synonymous with each other uh and then we're gonna kind of finish up with this lasting impact on not just black film but the film industry as a whole yep yep so i think it'll be a pretty interesting conversation also um r.i.p ruth (laughs) man if there's any reason yeah if there's any reason y'all y'all please like i please go out and vote like like you know the effed up part is bro I mean, it's technically like, yeah, we have to vote, but like that's. <laughs> I mean, so so the, so the thing is right now. I mean, we won't get into politics, but the thing yeah. is right now, and I, like what I'm hoping is that is. So I've been so watch. I've been sending you clips of like um, certain senators during the Obama era um, mm-hmm. when when uh, the 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 Supreme Court justice from I think he was from Texas that I can't remember his name. Yeah, Antoine Escalade. Um, yeah, Scott, when he I when he passed, yeah. um, you know they went out, they went out of their way to to say that Obama couldn't nominate anybody, and Obama he, he stepped back and said, you know what, you're right, like cool, I won't nominate anybody. I wait to the yeah, election. Uh, I, he nominated somebody. Did he? No, he so he, he nominated. Did. Okay, he did. okay, he did. He did and nominate somebody, but they didn't like, pass him through like, because of exactly. because they said of the election. I, and exactly. they, they've, they said, they've been pulling. They've been pulling quotes from these senators or whatever, saying that, you know, if, if this is another scenario that happens or whatever in the election year, you can bring up my words. So hopefully mm-hmm. these guys are going to stand by their words. That's all I have to say they, about no, it. No, they're not. They've already got a, a few, a few. So, so, um, <laughs> uh, Senator Susie Collins, I believe that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she just came out. She was the first Republican senator to come out and said, I, you know, I'm, I'm against, you know, she, you know we're not gonna get into it. We're not. We're not. Let's go. But she, she, you know, it's politics. We're not gonna get into it. We can be talking about this all day. All right. So let's get into. They need to do the right. They need to do the right thing, man. Like they need to do the right thing for this country, man. Whatever. But you know what? You know. But this is gonna be a good segue into the first, like the. I think the big takeaway from do the right thing is is 
the right thing is is not necessarily or always or it's not necessarily always like the right thing by the letter of the law mm. and i think that that kind of this is a good transition to yeah. us talking about that piece so let's let's do it let's go there um let's let's get into it so <laughs> i'm sorry we'll be at holding up got the roof Effed up, man. Just, like, <laughs> the rest of our living life, this is going to affect, like, like 30, 40 years. Yes. If you're lucky, we got yes. time left. This is what's going to affect. Yes. Anyway, right, 30, go. 40 years ago, <laughs> let's go into the past. <laughs> let's rewind real quick. Let's rewind. Speaking of, yo, have you seen Tenet? No, I have not. Watch Tenet. Just, it's, yeah, going backwards. That maybe it's, yeah. Anyways, watch Tenet. Okay. All right. Let's, let's get into the um, But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, did the right thing. 80s, right? Um, hip hop is it's the 80s was a weird time, right? I mean, obviously, we weren't living, but you know, just off of us reading and, and being aware of what was going on at the time. Um, from people that have told us and we talked to, uh, the 80s was a, a weird time, right? It was kind of like, uh, you know, capitalism was kind of really, ramping as we up. know it, yeah. was ramping up, like yeah. starting the 70s and really took off in the 80s under, under uh, the Reagan administration. You also had the you know, the boom of, of crack cocaine. Yeah. Um, you had the Iran Contras going on. You had, you know, this Wall Street bubble bubbling, this Wall Street bubble, you know, growing as well. So there's a lot going on in age, right? Everything was bigger, everything was moving fast. And if you weren't, if you weren't aware of what was going on in certain minority communities, specifically black communities, you were you had this picture of America as you know, everything's like going high, right? All the movies and film were coming out of that period were a lot of 80s classics, right? You had like Weird Science, you had Fierce um, Bueller, Karate Kid, all these, you know these films that were set and focusing on um, things going on in, you know, middle-class white neighborhoods. And there were black stories going on as well, but none that really had the effect of, or had the focus of focusing on black communities Mm -hmm. in the hood, dealing with a lot of the issues that they were, that that they showcased in that film. And also putting the backdrop of those issues against hip hop or putting hip hop as a backdrop against those issues. I think that was the first time we got that in film. And for that to be the first time we see hip hop on the silver screen and all these issues that they showcase on the silver screen. I mean, that was, you couldn't have a better introduction to that if you, if you weren't aware of what was going on at that time period. I agree. That was perfect. That was a perfect segment. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I really don't. That was perfect. Like like you said, like everything that was going on during the times and and, and racial tensions, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, rising and kind of at a at a at a at a at a hitting the the ceiling or whatever. Especially in New York mm-hmm. City during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their mayor uh, Howard Beach during the time. Um, white dude was, you know, super racist mayor. And then mm. um, coming off the backs of Michael Griffith, uh, a 23-year-old kid who got murdered by a white mob in New York City. Um, I think around that same time the movie was coming out. Um, kind of, you know, even made the movie even more powerful. Uh, mm. I, I think the most powerful, one, one of the most powerful scenes uh, in the movie is when they were chanting the guy's names. Um, the people that's been murdered by the hands of police or mm-hmm. like racism or whatever. And, and it mm-hmm. was like, wow, like we, this is what we're doing now. Right. Like we were saying, Philando Castile, we're saying Michael Brown, we're saying Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. we're saying Breonna Taylor, we're saying, um, you know, all these names and, and, and they were doing mm-hmm. that back in the eighties. And it was just, it, 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 I don't know. It, it was, 
it was a lot. It was a lot. It was it was a lot. And it, so, but when we say it was a lot, it wasn't just a lot as far. It was a lot in the sense of of the amount of of, of not just police brutality, but also disenfranchisement of black people mm. in their own neighborhood. So not only were you these people, you know, in their own neighborhoods being abused mm. by the police, they also weren't being protected by the police. They mm. weren't being supported by their local officials. They were dealing with gentrification, as we saw with um, you know, they highlighted with the guy in the in the Larry Bird jersey, right? Yeah. Moving in Brooklyn. And he was like the only white guy that they saw. And <laughs> yeah. Like just Things like they're they're trying to highlight all these issues that black people were dealing with in these neighborhoods that weren't being showcased. And I mean, that's something that's still going on to this day. No matter what city you go in, any major city, you're still having this issue of and you know black middle black middle and and, and poor families being priced out of their own neighborhoods and having to deal with these people moving to their neighborhoods and 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 trying to adapt to them. Like they're not adapting. They're not. The people moving in aren't adapting to that. Yeah, I think that's what really. And, and what it's not. It's not was. even. The, it's not even the people that's moving in. It's the people that um, that are seeking business from these from these residents mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, right? Like Sal mm-hmm. and his sons, right? Sal, um, the, um, you the, know, the, the Korean, the Korean, yeah, like um, they, store. you know, they they want the black dollar, but they don't respect, you know, black people, and they treat us like dirt as well. When we when we and that's when they, they all do that, but I think. Not to say that they all do that. Yeah, but, but I think that's the is. that's the that's the that's the history of of you know these these exactly. these these people. We're not allowed to to own businesses in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we we aren't allowed to historically we aren't allowed to own businesses in our neighborhoods, or we mm-hmm. you know historically we just we aren't able to 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 raise enough funds or save enough money to to be able to buy and own businesses mm-hmm. in our neighborhoods. Um, so and these when, people and, and historically what we do. When we actually do that, they still find a way. Yeah, to get <laughs> to, us to get us shut down to, or whatever. To or shut just down give us whatever, a hard whether time. it be through indirect, and whether it be indirectly or directly. Yeah, to, in a sense of you know burning and, and pillaging and, and things of that nature. So it's yeah. So I, yeah, I think um, I, I think I like the fact that that Spike was able to successfully intertwine all these elements mm-hmm. in a two hour, two and a half hour movie. To the backdrop of public enemies fight the power. Yeah, like, and that perfect. and it was it was it was it was kind of dope that that was like outside of uh, Samuel Jackson's character, the DJ, um, mm. you know, flipping a few like all old school R and B tracks or whatever. Uh, mm. That was the main song throughout the movie, "Fight the Power." Mm-hmm. Yeah, right by Public yeah. Enemy, which is which is kind of thing. Public Enemy had some they had some bangers. I'm not the biggest fan of like '80s rap, but like Public Enemy, like it, yeah, it's a, we got a few bangers. With 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 rap nerds being our moniker, I I, I feel like I'm doing what? Just, uh, uh, so you, okay, no, 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 no. Then, yeah, let me finish, let me finish. I feel like I'm doing them an injustice by not. Like I haven't listened to their whole catalog. I haven't like, listened I haven't, to their. I haven't listened to their entire catalog. I'm, I'm not gonna lie and say I've listened to. Like I, can't, I, I don't really haven't. I don't have an opinion other than I know that I know their <laughs> significance and their impact on the culture of hip hop, and I'm aware of. I'm who not they gonna. Are and, and I'm not gonna voice. say. I'm not gonna say I, I'm <laughs> the biggest Public Enemy fan or whatever. Right? I'm not gonna lie and say that. Um, and this is actually a perfect segue to our, you know, our next segment <laughs> of. Uh, uh, you know, hip hop protest songs and the, the social mm-hmm. impact of, you know, this film and everything. Um, but 
Public Enemy has some. Chuck D has some bangers. Like Chuck D, Chuck D can rap. Like he was a great rapper. Yeah. For the times, yeah. I, I don't know if he, yeah. I don't know if his rapping style and everything would carry over to twenty twenty twenty, but um, it's not important. It's not important. Fight the power was like, a, fight, fight the power yeah, was a dope important. song, and it was it was dope that Spike was able to carry that song um, throughout the film and bring it up in, in crucial points too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think the 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 biggest thing that that stood out to me is when um, you know Radio Raheem is 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 going with his uh, radio um, playing fight playing the song, and he's one, walking up to the the Latino dudes, and they're playing mm-hmm. their you know their, their Spanish music or whatever, and mm-hmm. he kind of challenges him to I guess a boom beat boom box battle I don't know if they did that back in the 80s yeah they're going you know yeah that was my favorite scene with like one of those like songs or whatever with the, with the fight the power song um yeah um I think it's, it's, just to touch on that real quick I think my favorite scene and I mean it's probably it's probably a lot of people's favorite scene my favorite scene was just the intro like it wasn't really it wasn't the film itself mm. But just the fact that the first thing you see is Rosie Perez, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, she's Puerto Rican, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. so you, I'm not. So, I'm not. so you see, and that's the first image you see is this woman of color, and she's just has this amazing, like you know, choreography. You know, this dance just going bananas, right? With this this song playing in the background. Like I don't even remember what I don't even know what the song was, right? But that that's the first thing you see right on the screen and it kind of says, says the, it was it was fight the power wasn't it wasn't yeah, i'm bugging i'm bugging i thought it was a i am bugging yeah because i hey, but i forget but that's the, my point like that's the first thing you're introduced to is is and she's dancing with this ferocity right it's just mm-hmm. i can't I remember what she was doing but that's the first thing you see is this person you know this, this latina woman killing it to fight the power and yeah. that's just the immediate tone for the entire movie i think that's like you couldn't have set it up in a, in a better way. It's interesting that you said it was like kind of, I want to say it, it was a, a aggressive or whatever. It's like, but I think that was the whole point of the dance, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think, yeah. uh, you, uh, what was the name of the documentary that you, uh, it's called When They See Us. It's a uh, Netflix documentary. Oh, uh, Netflix yeah, documentary. Um, uh, uh, like, black talking about black people in, in Hollywood. Um, yeah. And, you know, they talked about that scene and how like Spike wanted her to kind of like be aggressive. Like she was kind of like fighting. That's why she was like boxing in, mm-hmm. in, in the scene yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, what I thought was interesting. Um, we talk about like fight the power is like a protest song. And you also talk about, uh, you know, what was going on in the black community and spike, uh, you know, showing that in the film, uh, kind of correlating this to the social impact that this, this film had, um, on, 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 on black people in general. Um, you talk about John Singleton, John Singleton said like outright, you know, boys in the hood wouldn't happen without this film. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, those were two different depictions of black life. Right. And, 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 to, to, to yeah. this point, to this point, like the, 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 the problem was the same, right? Like there was struggle, there was struggle and poverty still kind of, and, in this, underlying like thumb of racism holding them down right but mm. but the black life was the same i mean it was different totally different here's where it was different but also with the same so here's where i think the the threat is right and i think that threat carries all the way to this day spike set the tone and and made it okay for black creatives 
to start to begin telling the story of generations, Black youth mm-hmm. that were growing up with hip hop mm-hmm. infused in their culture, mm-hmm. right? Because before that, right, you were you saw Black stories, but they weren't they weren't wearing clothes and, and, and talk and using lingo and and had mannerisms that we are familiar with, because a lot of Black culture. Major, well, I would say major. I would, I would correct you, and I would say major black films. I would say major, major black, black films because I mean, so if you look at like black exploitation, they were obviously using the lingo in the seventies or whatever. Well, no, but see, that's that's not what I'm referring to. Though. I'm referring to what we can identify as. You know, this is like I'm tying this to hip hop, right? Mm, like okay. hip hop as we know it. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. Like okay. you have, like I, I keep going back to to a scene with the with the Larry, um, the guy in the Larry the Bird jersey, and he um ran over uh John Carlo. Espiado's, um you know, sneakers, his Jordan, yeah, yeah, like like just the fact that they were putting so much of an emphasis on the culture, Jordans, and yeah. it was like it was just sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not just sneakers. <laughs> These are not just sneakers. Like, this is something more than that. Yeah. Like you were you were the, the fact that the the idea of, of what that boombox meant to Radio Rahim mm-hmm. and being able to blast that specific music, that specific song out of that walking down the street, the, the power. The empowerment that he felt from it it's, i think it, and seeing the clothes and the styles that they were wearing like like the you know the fashion that, that mookie was wearing that he was walking around like all that is that was hip-hop so I'm, let me and, let me ask you this question and i mean I, obviously I, I wish we had glenn on the podcast he probably could have he could answer this more so but do you think spike was kind of highlighting that the only thing that we as black people have to hold on to sometimes is our culture I, I think you could take that from it. I think that that's that's one lens, because it's is look, right. looking at it and and throughout the movie, right? What did what did the black people cherish the most, right? That because they um they they cherished their the ability to commune to get together, mm-hmm. right? You know, when they're in the streets, mm-hmm. they um they cherished the radio station, right? The one that DJ Samuel Jackson's character, yep. like that. All these things that they were really trying to hold on to with things that they that's all they had in their own neighborhood mm-hmm. right they didn't have you know sal's was a piece of joint they had a korean they didn't have a you know corner store the cops weren't black like all these all these these things that you, you know you associate with with all they had was each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i think highlighting that in the movie was throughout all this all we have is ourselves and yet you're still trying to take that as well by way of our life like our physical right to exist like mm. what like what do you want from us <laughs> i think that's like my biggest takeaway from the film what do you want what more do you want from us that's good yeah yes I, I, yeah. you know what i i, re, I was kind of nervous about recording this because I, like i took so many things away from the film like that was a great take from it like i just I don't know, like, I th- I think the biggest thing was, like, how quickly things can go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what, and what, and what truly has changed? Nothing. Like, how, how truly, how, like, how quickly things could go wrong just because somebody felt, you know, disrespected. So, one, one thing, and I, I, I hate that I forget the director of this movie. I always forget his name. Um, but one of the the powerful things for me, right, is mm-hmm. um, the Korean store, right, mm-hmm. with Ray Rahim, mm-hmm. and that's that's where like the incident 
you know, triggered where he ended up cops coming in, choking him out. Yeah. And then I thought of Minister Society in mm. the opening scene where they're in the Korean store mm. and O Dog ends up popping off yeah. and killing the owner. Yeah. And both of these, you know, pivotal scenes in both these movies are, you know, happening in a, you know, a, a corner in a market mm-hmm. that's not owned, that's owned by the not the non-black people. And and I think for me it was more so what I took from that is you're in your own neighborhood, mm. but you're still not safe. You're still not safe, man. You're still not safe. You're you don't still feel not safe. safe. There's no and, place for you to go to feel safe. And you have two very, two very different ways that these two individuals took in this situation, mm. right? One was peaceful. One wasn't like, wasn't combative, more or less. And the other one was like, I'm going to be the aggressor. Mm-hmm. But they both came out <laughs> with ultimately the same. I mean, Oda didn't die, but I mean, he's still like, I mean. Yeah. My point, like somebody ended up dying because of a long string of events. But my point yeah. is, they both ended up in very tragic ways. Yeah, yeah, I, and they all could have been avoided. Yeah, all because of respect, like just just simple respect coming from respect. both. I mean, just I don't and know. Why does that respect matter so much to them? Because it's literally all they have. That's true. That's true. Because you've you've, you've, you've taken, taken everything else from their them. own community. Yeah. From these people, yeah. So they're both trying to find their own, their, their own respect in their own ways, and these are the two ways. One isn't necessarily more more right or wrong than the other, but it's just showcasing how these two trains of thought from a very similar station, uh, from a very similar situation, how these people from these same situations can can think and process and, and act on these envi- on these things in, in a similar environment. I think that's what Spike gave direct black creators the, the empowerment to do to tell those type of stories. Yeah. Old dog. I mean, looking at '94, like that would terrify someone, right? As far as thinking, looking at someone, like why would he think like that? But that, but, but, but you, you know what? No, that's what... that's the that's the mentality on, and and that's why I brought up that point earlier about like, um, you know, the 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 the, the polarizing, you know, effects of it just mm-hmm. just the way the black people are living. You know, just mm-hmm. on one hand, you have you know, fight the power coming out of New York. But on the other hand, you have fuck the police coming out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Right. Like both of both of these messages are rooted same in this, message the same, same message, message, same message, same essentially. Theme. Yeah. Same message, essentially different ways of going about saying. It yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just it was just all interesting. Like, I, I just took a lot from that movie. Um, I think the biggest thing I've been thinking about lately is just like, what is this idea of justice? Um. Like even with like we've been we've been saying like recently like uh, mm-hmm. justice for Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. you know like what what does that look like like in the movie you know there there was you know saying like justice for you know Radio Raheem or whatever you know justice for um, you know uh, can't think of his name the other character got arrested as well. What does that look like? Like what does that look like when when somebody's life has been taken? You know? I think what it's so justice is accountability and not just accountability, but if justice is not not just holding this person accountable, but holding them accountable in a way to where other like minded people and when I say like minded, I mean people that think like this person that committed this injustice, mm-hmm. they look at this and say, let me. You know, and maybe I, I should change the way I think. Mm-hmm. Holding someone accountable, justice is 
should also be should also proactively proactively protect the people that you're trying to get justice for. Does that make sense? Like it sh- it should it should be it should prevent other people from it should encourage the people to not do the same exact thing that this person just did. So, for example, if you're if we're saying justice for Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. justice should look like all right, we hold these cops accountable in a way where other cops are strongly disencouraged from doing this again. Mm-hmm. And it's it it obviously goes deeper. It's not just holding them accountable, also ch- changing the way that they think and approach how they deal in police, black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that that's a huge part of it. But also, like sometimes you have to actually work towards shifting that way of thinking by just giving hard and clear consequences for actions. <laughs> and so it's it's a combination of both. Yeah. But ultimately, the goal should be they're not going to do this again because if they do, they realize just how effed they're going to be. Yeah. That's ultimately what justice looks like. Once people, it's just how do you get to that point? Yeah. Is, how, is, how do we? How do we? Justice whole, yeah. looks like. How do we? How do we? How do we cross that bridge? We know it's another side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. How do we get there? Yeah. And not just how do we get there, getting the people that are constructing the bridge, <laughs> these powers that be, to recognize, hey, this is what needs to be done. We're telling you what needs to be done. This is what we want. Help us reach that goal. And then not trying to do everything to stop you from reaching that goal. That's all I got. I mean, that's that's a good that's a great answer. I think you know what, like, we've had this discussion before. Like, you kind of get just caught up in like, I don't want to call it despair, but you kind of get just caught up in like looking at oh, things yeah. and like, yeah, like, this is the way the world is, yeah. right? Like, this not, is the way the world is. Like, just like yeah, this is the way the world has been. This is the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, and 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 I agree with that. Like everything you just said, like it from like we need to hold people accountable um they need to arrest those police officers um but i, I mean just it has like to go further i think that's the, the the thing is like it has to they have to realize they, they it shouldn't yes you want to encourage you want them to arrest them right mm-hmm. and you want your actions but you want it to to push it to the point where we shouldn't have to protest to hold them accountable because if you or i go out into the street and you know, commit a crime against uh, in another person, much mm-hmm. as an officer, we're going to be held accountable. Yeah. And you know how I know that we're being held accountable in the same way that we want them to be held accountable? Because we won't even think to do what to them, what they easily do would do to us. us. Yeah. Even if we were hired tomorrow to start as police officers, yeah. we would not think, we wouldn't even fathom yeah. doing to them what they do to us. Yeah. Because we know what the consequences are. We know how dire. And we also understand the impact of doing that. Yeah. But they don't have that same fear. They don't have that same, you know, thought towards how they deal with us. Yeah. That's what I mean by holding accountable. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just deeper than just, I mean, like you said, it's deeper than us. You got to affect police unions and everything. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're protected on so many levels. Um, that's why there's no fear in, in, in what they do. Um, yeah. I mean, do, do, do you think, do you think spy? Like was very. Do you think he was clear with communicating the injustices that the people in that in, in Best Eye in that in that film that community? Do you think he was clear in 
showing why they were where they were and why they felt how they felt like so especially I, a character know, like like the mayor so I I, you know what so too. i think it, it, you know and that i keep going back to the mayor's character like i i like a, a like oh, i so when i originally saw the mayor's character i originally the first thing i thought of was um how much a dollar cost by Kendrick Lamar um you know this guy saying look i don't need your money like all i need is a simple dollar you know what i'm saying like this this has no power over me like obviously this money has power over you like it has no power over me um like that's what i got from the mayor's character like he was just he's seen it all in a sense and he was kind of just like trying to pass off wisdom to these to these young to these young dudes and and just it, people even his peers and you know I guess he was just trying to just show positivity and everything and, and, and they weren't having it. Um, and I don't blame them because of the situation and the circumstances that they were mm -hmm. in. Um, but at the same time, like I, I've been kind of, I've been kind of under the mentality lately, personally, that, uh, you can't get anywhere in life unless you're content with your current circumstances. Like that's, that's not, that's not saying that you can't want for more, but at the same time, you, you got to learn to be content. Um, uh, you gotta learn to be content until you can find a way out. Like you gotta learn how to be content and just, and just, and just go by Like it, it makes no sense to be, to be, to be, you know, unhappy all the time. And at the same time, I think a lot of the characters didn't help themselves in their situations. Um, I'm pulling up my, so Mookie's character, Spike Lee's character, Mookie, like I, I understand his boss was racist. Like that's a different storyline, but you know, his conversations with his sister and the way his work ethic mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. was that not a problem in holding him back? Right. Like, are we, are we going to blame, yeah. are we going to blame racism on that? You know what I'm saying? Like he, this dude had no, no, no real work ethic. He, he wanted the easy way out all the time. Um, I don't know. I just, I, there was a lot of like, I think Spike like portrayed every scenario. It, it was kind of mm -hmm. like to tie it all in. It was kind of like baby boy. Right. Like, yeah. you know, with, with I mean, Jody, the John Singleton, you know, movie yeah, like that, that's with, with Jody, Jody's like, influence. like racism is, is the underlying impact. Um, don't forget about that. But, mm -hmm. and there's a big, but, but, but these are still, we're, we're still, we're flawed human beings just like everyone else. Yeah. I think that's what you, it's what my issue is when we highlight, Things like you know, his work, his work ethic, and saying how how we deal with certain aspects of racism is, to me, whenever we bring those things up, it's almost like we're saying these things and negating the racism. I, I and you know what I I I agree, but at the same time I disagree, man. Like I I they can both be true. They can someone both be can true. Have, yeah. So like someone can have if if I have if I have poor work ethic. And this white middle class man has poor work ethic. His poor work work ethic is probably going to have a much different effect on his that's, life. You know what? That's true. But in the in in the in the argument of in the context of this movie, that I don't I, I don't think you can make that argument. I don't think don't you know. make. I, you, how, you, what you mean? I mean, and, and sorry, let me walk it back. Not that we don't know. Yes, you can. And my point is this: I'm I'm not. I can say that racism can absolutely possibly have had it, it, an impact, whether it be directly or indirectly on this character 
and his work ethic while also saying he has an issue because he has a lack of work ethic. Like both things can be true. I can say you need to deal with how you approach these things in life. You need to increase how hard you work. You need to figure out a better way to manage your problems. But I can also acknowledge that you have been unfairly impacted by things that are outside of your control. I can I can both acknowledge that. But the thing is that, yes, all of us are dealing with these it's but, all of us, all the people but, are dealing with some sort of racism in that, that aspect. So I the, understand that part. In the context of this movie, how does that apply to Mookie, though? Because in the context of the movie, the whole underlying theme of the movie is that they're all dealing with the circumstances that I just laid out. Mm-hmm. So you can't ignore that when dealing with these character flaws. I think that's the lens you have to look at it through. Because otherwise, what's the point of him show, doing this movie? He's trying to show you all the socioeconomic issues that they're dealing with within this community. Okay. And also, I didn't, I also show while, not also, but while showing their, their respective character flaws that these people had, like John Carlo, Carlos character, he had anger issues. Yeah. Like he had insecure issues. Like, like I was going, I was going to bring that up. Like, I think, I think his character, you know, in, in the, I don't want to say, I think it's, I think I'm, I'll be wrong to say he kind of, he was the, he instigator. He was the instigator. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he definitely he was not without fault. I so again, we can we can say all these things are true while also saying like we can we can we can criticize the effect, but we cannot ignore the cause. Mm-hmm. I think that's again another thing you want to take from this movie. A deal with the, deal with the effect, but do not ignore the forget cause. about that cause. Mm. That's all I ask. Don't do that. Because it's not fair to people that are dealing with the actual effect. Well, but so, I mean, this is like, again, I, I'm sorry to be throwing these deep ass questions at you. But nah, we, we talk about I mean, but podcast. like, how do you, we, we how do you, how do you, so how do you criticize, like, how do you do that? How do you criticize the effect without, like, without, with, with ignore, with, you know, without ignoring the cause and trying to bring, you know, trying to help out the cause? Like, how do you, how do you, st- how do you do that? Is that, is that, is that doable? Yes, do or do you or, or do you just focus on one thing? Do you just focus on the cause first? You can so the cause so is the problem. D- we, I mean, it, I think that's I think this is the, the biggest task. We so, can do more than one thing at the same time. We can fight for progress while also while also working on our respective selves. Like we, we you, you don't have to pick one. <laughs> I I agree with you, and I think, but I think that's the problem with our our overall, you know. I think that's why we disagree on so many things. The black, black, black people. I think, I think people are thinking that we can't multitask or whatever. Like, oh, well, like I think, I think we, some people are tied, tied to we must fix ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, like they want, they want to address Mookie's problems first. Like, why are you taking a, a bath and going to sleep with your woman in the middle of the day when you know you got, you know, you got work or whatever, mm-hmm. right? They want to fix that problem um, before they fix. Sal calling him a nigger on, on, you know what I'm saying, or his son calling him a nigger on a job or whatever. Like they want to, I think you, you have just like you have, you have like with any other, you know, societal issue, mm-hmm. you have macro issues and you have micro issues mm-hmm. and Sal <laughs> more or less being unfair to black people, but also you know, hiring black people and, and still, you know, actually serving the customers. Like he had a, you know, interesting relationship with the community, but just 
just like his his thought, especially his son or whatever um his characters was a son or I think it was a son, yeah, it was right? A, it was a, yeah, it's yeah, just a like son. just like his view towards black people. Like, yeah, that's a macro issue, right? As far as how he's collectively viewing black people, mm-hmm. that's probably heavily influenced by what images he's seen and, and and which is also interesting because he's exposed to them every day. So it's it's interesting how he has that view of black people, but also um I have an interesting take on that, but go ahead. You can also but Mookie's issue of like, why are you doing this middle of the day? You can, you can address that. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You have a job, you have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You can, you can say, address what he's doing, but you can also deal with the macro issue of the police coming into the community and not treating these people fair. Like it's because who's response for you to say that we need to focus on one thing is doing two things. It's a discrediting, Everything when we everything all the times that we say black people are not a, not a monolith, are not a monolith. Mm-hmm. For us to also say why why can we get on the same page? That's not the same thing, right? Okay. We I can agree. we can have a, a divergence of opinions towards how we want to approach and attack the issues that are you know hampering our daily lives. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I just had lost my thought. I, thought <laughs> I lost my thought. I hate that. I hate that happens. I lost my second thought. Whatever, man. I lost my second thought. It's all good, man. It's all good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is good discussion. (laughs) I I I I had it right here. I had my second thought. No, no, it's probably gonna come back. It pulled up. uh... Go ahead, man. (laughs) Oh god. No, I mean this. This is a good discussion because, like you said, I think I think Spike laid out every scenario in the movie. Mm -hmm. I think he laid out every scenario. Like you said, even with mm-hmm. uh, Juan Carlos character um, bugging out, uh, like he's the instigator in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't have to end with uh, Radio Raheem getting murdered. Right? Like that's the what whole is? thing. Like I think we've all been in situations before um, with the police. I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself. Like I've been in a situation before with the police where it was like, you know, somebody in my group might have said something that was like, quote unquote, disrespectful. But at the same time, it didn't it didn't necessarily cause it wasn't it wasn't that big of a, a, a disrespect to cause the reaction or whatever that you just caused or, or the physical harm that you just caused. Right. Um, I, I was in a situation in college um, at Georgia Tech. Uh, we were walking around campus trying to look for a party like frat party or whatever, because I think we were out there the week before. And um, we were just looking for a party. Uh, cop, car, and the paddy wagons following behind us. Kid you not. <laughs> so they was ready to lock some black people up that night. Like, <laughs> like the cop car and the paddy wagon was behind us. Um, so the cop car kind of pulls up, like, in front of, in front of our groups, like, a group of, like, five, six of us. And um, uh, dude says, the cop says whatever. I don't, I don't remember what he said. But uh, my friend just yelled out, like, Shut your bitch ass up for some for some dumbass reason. Cop pulls over, cuts on the lights, and at that point, all like everybody's like, bro, what the hell? Like, come on, dog. So he's like, All right, I'll go talk to the cop, calm this whole situation down. So he does that. All the cops hop out the car, he goes and talks to the cop, like, look, you know, my friends they ain't got nothing to do with this. It's between me and you, blah blah. Cop is like, All right, cool, you can let them go. So in the midst of us walking out or walking back or whatever to our cars um, and to wait on him, a cop grabs my friend. He's like, where the F are you going? 
And he's like, bro, you're, you know, you're, your man just said we can go. Like, he's like, nah, he, I didn't hear that. I need your ID, da, 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 da. So in the midst of that, you know, natural reaction is jerk back. Like, bro, get your hands off of me. Um, so once he did that, all hell broke loose after that. Um, they dudes was like fighting. I don't know if you remember my, no, nah, I don't, I didn't know you back then. Uh, but you remember my old car, right? The, the Chevy Sonic I had. I had a Chevy Cobalt. Yeah. I, had a, I had a Chevy Cobalt before that. And it was smaller than that. These dudes, I'm telling you, I kid you not, bro. Kid you not. These four cops are in the back seat of my car trying to arrest my friend. Four cops, though. And I, all I can think about was like, like, we're going to die. He's going to get shot. They're going to break my car door and my mom is going to be pissed. <laughs> like, all I could think about was like, bro, like, how? What the hell? Like, <laughs> please don't break my car door. And at one point, dude, like, I was so caught up in the moment because legit, they're wrestling him in my car. I'm going on and on. I'm, I'm about to wrap the story up. But they're going on and on in my car door. And on, on the backseat of my car, legit, my, I'm seeing my car door just look like it's about to break. And I, I touched, I grabbed the cop like, bro, you're about to break my car. And he really legit turned around and puts his hand on his gun. And I was like, bro, you got it. You got it. <laughs> like, that's it. And at that time, like all the rest of my friends are just watching the whole thing. Cause another cop is like hand on his gun. Like mm -hmm. if any one of you move, it's over. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, bro, like it, it is, are you serious? Does this take all this? Like we're on a college campus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's so. My, but so, to tie it back to one of my other points about cause and effect, was the friend that yelled, "Shut your bitch ass up!" Mm -hmm. to the cop. Mm -hmm. Should he have done that? Probably not. Yeah, but, but the, the did reaction that warrant yeah. the effect. Did no. that warrant the reaction? To no, him? and then like like you said, that's what, that was that was the point were, of the story. They have reacted like that. Like are the fact that black people aren't giving given the leeway to not be perfect i think is also an underlying issue here mm. we're not allowed to make mistakes yeah or we're not even allowed to challenge yeah we're not allowed to have any sort of cathartic expression yeah. like none of that i think we that's have the, to just yeah. we have to sit there and take the it straight line. yeah we have to sit there and because take if you it. are a group of white you know white frat guys from georgia tech one of you probably would have and could have said, you know, shut your ass up, and they may have said something, but it would have never gotten to, to any sort of physical level. No, do you no. see what like that? I, I, like I said, that was they're the point given of, the leeway. That was the point of the story, and like you said, we're not allowed to make mistakes. Like I, I think the like, you know, the wages that I send are, is death. We're not allowed, you know, and and, that, and that's my and that was my thing on like why going back early before we wrap up, like. What is what is justice? <laughs> what is like, what is what doing is, the right thing? Yeah, like what is that? Right? Like if we're if we commit a sin or we commit a crime or whatever, and it's like, okay, he's he stole some cigarillos out of grocery store ten minutes ago. It's okay if I shot him. He was a criminal anyway. Like, I, but like, and, he's but fourteen then, but then smoking if you turn weed. That around, and that was fourteen year old Hunter from from you know Syracuse. Yeah. And the same thing happened, they would instantly say 
No, they he wouldn't say. Stole, they wouldn't say anything. Something. They wouldn't say. He's anything. a kid. They would he makes it. mistakes. <laughs> why would you? Why would you do that? Yeah. He makes mistakes. Yeah. So. You, you, like this. That's the. Yeah, so do the right thing is what does that mean? Subjective. I think that's. It's very and subjective. I think yeah. that's it's left open for interpretation, and I think that's again the whole, the call of that movie. Like it's. What is do the right thing, but what does that mean for you? So did Mook do the right thing at the? Did Mookie do the right thing at the end when he tore up Sal's place? In his mind, it was. You so, see what I'm saying? Like, like he felt that that was the right thing to do, and that's why he. That's why he did it. Hmm. I like that. Was it the right thing? Probably not. Not, not from our vantage point. Mm-hmm. But our vantage point doesn't matter. Mm. All the only person's perception, only vantage point that mattered at that moment was the people in that community. We didn't work for Sal. We didn't go to Sal's pieces place. We didn't live in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that's not for us to decide. That's for me, them and Sal. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's a good way to get out of here. It's a good way to get out of here. Kind of like lost all flow of the, the show. We would like hop straight into discussion, which was good. I thought I thought it was a good discussion. That was a great discussion. And we we, we, followed, we followed the outline and everything. Yeah, we man. did. We, we solid, bro. <laughs> I think we did, man. I don't even know how much time we've been. I think we've been going longer than whatever, man. Yeah, we 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 got to wrap up. Um, so is there anything um you got before we got here? Anything R&B new, man? Yeah. Uh, anything, anything new? Anything new you've been listening to? Um, nothing new. I haven't been listening to anything new either. I I don't I like. I I, I've been, been like the, the the Conway was cool. I like that album. Um, oh, Big Sean's that? album was was pretty dope. Yeah, that that was fun. Um, look at my recently played man. Look what I've been playing the most. Um, Detroit. I mean, I don't really care like Detroit too. It was cool. Like, I didn't even really like that for real. Like. Um, I've been hey, running a lot probably. of Project Pat lately. I don't know why. Like I've been running uh, a lot of Project oh, Pat. I don't know. Is I don't know where this dude's from. Is is he from New York? Blast. Um, mm-hmm. he's like a like kind of like a singer slash rapper. I think he's from like New York area. He's his last project he's dropped was pretty good. No okay. love lost. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I listen to that. Oh yeah, Duckworth. That's probably one that of was pretty good. Most. Yeah, super good by Duckworth. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, man, a lot of uh, jazz and little heat. <laughs> Look, Keith, you like Lil' Keith? Yeah, man, I do like Lil' Keith, man. I like Trap that one song. Third. I like that one song by Lil' Keith. Lil' Keith, let's go, let's go. I don't know a whole day, but uh, uh, I... <laughs> so, Yo, Keith got some. Keith got some knockers. I don't care what. I, I, I rock with the Keith, man. That, that. What Keith got? Yeah. Lil' Keith got new album. He yeah, bro, album. run that uh that Trap on Cleveland three, bro. Trap. What trap on Cleveland three? Trapped, Trapped on Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Three. Okay, all right. Like Cleveland Avenue. I figured that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it, it's, he's, it's he's from it's, Atlanta, right? Yeah, he's from Atlanta. Yeah, okay. yeah, came up with a thug. I don't know why so. But yeah, between that and, and Conway, I've been uh been running that, and um, yeah, that's where I've been living at. Oh, if you're looking for a good like, also if you're looking for a good, like a good uh, black protest playlist, um, a homie J Mike has a. I'm black and I'm proud playlist. So we'll, we'll drop that on the group, uh, on the, Show. on the, uh, Instagram page in a few days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very black episode. And I was, I was, I was like thinking that we were, I was, I was wondering like how deep were we going to get on this episode? 
Oh, but I thought the discussion was good, man. It was really good. I discussion. think we kept this going. We ain't go too deep, man. We we ain't go too deep. I don't. I don't. It's hard to go deep, man. We, with, with 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 racial with racial stuff, especially with black issues. I don't even know issues. if I had the depth to go as deep as like did we can we can get some black people to go deep like this this we know some. <laughs> We can get we can get some whole tip on these joints. We really go deep. I we didn't really go deep for real. We we didn't go deep for real. We went to twelve we foot water. Deep. We went to twelve foot water. Yeah, we, we we like in six feet, seven feet. We gotta know how to swim a little bit. But you can you can like hit bounce on your toes if you got to. We we ain't go that deep. We ain't go like 10, 12 feet. We ain't go like you could dive deep. We ain't go that deep. Oh man, we kept it like we kept it like some somewhat somewhat. But yeah. hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. Um, if you haven't watched the movie, do the right thing. Hopefully, this 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 episode made you want to go go and watch the movie. Um, yeah, and join in on the discussion, y'all. Uh, you know, leave us comments on our YouTube page, the Rap Nerds. Um, also, Rap Nerds we post some clips MS- MSG. on Instagram. Yeah, Rap Nerds underscore MSG on Instagram. Um, so yeah, comment, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, y'all. Um, but yeah, so- we gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah. Anything else you gotta say? Um, nah, man. Oh, <laughs> Don Quap, that trailer drop. Uh, Don Quap, Don Quap, Don Quap, Don Quap. Oh, shout so out we... to my man. Shout out to my man. Uh, Juju Julian Singletary came with the shirt. Uh, Revolution will not be televised. Uh-huh. I can't. Hold on, hold on. I, I can't see it with the sit back. So I like, stand up a little bit so we can see it because the, the the mics uh, the the you know, I don't know, in the way. Uh, yeah, but also he has like a list of, you know, um, all the black men and women that's Frozen been murdered by the hands of the police or um, white men on the back of the shirt as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, shout to my man Juju for the shirt. Uh, yeah, I had nothing else, bro. This is Kurt, aka Leroy Green the Third. Darren, K40 Ounce Guru. Until next time, this is the end of our summer film series. Hope you guys enjoy it. And we are back to our regular scheduled content. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means, we'll figure that out. We got plans. We yeah, have things lined yeah, up. Whatever that means. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening again. Um, follow us on Instagram again. Rap Nerds underscore MSG. Also, the Rap Nerds on YouTube. Um, peace. Peace. I'll be right.